0: college prep yep college prep yep
1: hi everyone welcome to college prep yep that's right the podcast where students and parents have fun talking all about college prep we walk you through the process and help you tackle those tough moments where you find yourself wondering now what hey erin now what Let's get started with our episode, brought to you by NSphere College Planning Services. Welcome to College Prep. Yep, yep. <laughs> we are now on our third episode. Uh, it's titled, I've Got My Offers, Now What?
0: <laughs> so before we jump into today's episode, a few quick reminders. Check us out on Facebook. We have our private n College Coaching Community just for you. Polls, videos, 24-7 access. Take a look at our monthly membership options See if there's a program that's right for your family if you are looking for that one-on-one help. And then last but not least, make sure to tell your friends about us. Subscribe on iTunes. We're so excited to have this going and definitely stay
1: tuned. So uh, this is something that every single family is going to go through. Every single student is going to receive, at some point, their acceptance letters, right? Uh, And this can be a very, very fun time. It can also tend to be a very stressful time. And this is why we're here. We do not want this to be stressful for you. Uh, We want you to enjoy the college preparation process. Uh, Isn't that right, Erin? Yeah, and I
0: totally understand where parents are coming from. So we're actually in the middle of that right now. I'm getting... I would say at least five or six emails and phone calls a day from families. And their big question is, what am I supposed to do now? I have a bunch of offers coming in. I've heard from my favorite schools, or maybe I'm still just waiting on that one school. What am I supposed to do? And I totally get it. Up until this point, it's been, you know, we're rushing. It's go, go, go. We're trying to get everything in. There's deadline after deadline after deadline. And so it feels like a very fast-paced process. And then suddenly, it's like everything stops. All of the control is in the college's hands right now as we're waiting to get our final financial aid offers in. So the biggest piece of advice that we have is not to rush things. Don't feel like you have to commit to a school right
1: away. Uh, This is one of the biggest things that we do tell parents and students alike is just please don't start to feel pressured. Um, If your number one school comes in with an offer ahead of everything else, we still do not want you to commit. Uh, Just take a second breathe, relax, and realize a few key things. Uh, First and foremost, that acceptance is not going anywhere. So if you are accepted on paper and they give you until May 1st to make your decision, you have a spot until May 1st. Uh, We do hear all of the time crazy reasons. At least we think they're crazy, right? Uh, When we were teenagers, we did probably think that these were most important as well. Um, But we hear things like, you know, I have to commit to this school, Because if I want to get the new dorm room, I have to commit and put my deposit down by this date. But what we always try to encourage the families to realize is that, you know, where you're rooming your dorm, you know, on or off campus at some schools, that's not the main reason you're going to the school. Um, You can do certain things, though. You know, if your family discusses uh, this and they are okay with putting down a housing deposit, but possibly losing it if you choose to go somewhere else, then that's something as a family that you Make that decision uh, and you come to terms with it. But that should not be the driving factor. And on that note, I do want to jump in. Um
0: sometimes putting that housing deposit down can actually hurt your chances when it comes to negotiating with the college. How's that? So they're basically less willing to negotiate if they think that you've pretty much already committed to the school. So if they think that you are weighing your options, you're looking elsewhere, and they really want you, they're much more willing to come back with a better offer. But if you've already put your deposit down, in most cases, the colleges no longer feel that incentive to really work with with you and bring your offer down?
1: Well, I think this is something that maybe it just like was mind blowing to a ton of viewers right now. Uh, what do you mean? You mean that I can actually, once I get my offer, negotiate with the college that I've never heard of this before, is what they're probably thinking.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I would say a lot of families that we do talk to, like they don't realize that this is something that parents and students have the power to do. With that, I'll say, you know, as a disclaimer, not every college is going to negotiate. Some schools are more willing to negotiate with families than others. Um, But some schools, they will if they're really interested in you and it's the right student and you have several competing offers from similar schools and you're able to either write a letter or call them up and, and pretty much say, hey, you're my first choice, But these other offers are, you know, they they come out to a significantly lower cost of attendance than what I'd have to pay to attend this school. Is there anything more you can do? Some colleges will come back and they're very willing to work with you. Um, But colleges typically aren't really willing and open to having these conversations until March or April. So even now we're getting families asking us, can I start negotiating? Like, when can I start trying to get more money from the school? And that really doesn't happen until March or April. We've seen that tends to be when colleges are more willing to listen to families. I would even say the later you get in April, the better your chances are at some schools because they're starting to hear back from students by that point. They're starting to see which students want to attend and which students are going elsewhere. And they might have a more concrete sense of how much extra money has been freed up now So we've seen cases where um, colleges even send an additional scholarship letter that last week of April, or colleges are just much more willing to listen and and work with you the later it gets in the process when they realize how much extra scholarship money they do have.
1: And I know that was probably a lot to take in because honestly, that's something when I went through the process that I had no idea about, right? I think what you also have to learn, like Erin said, it's hard, but just have patience, okay? Just sit back, relax, uh, and that brings me to another big point. Uh, The moment you get your first acceptance letter. That should be one of the best moments up until that point in your entire life. Um, so I don't care if you get your first acceptance letter from the safest school you put on your list and, you know, you're really not that interested in them. You should still take the time to breathe and enjoy this moment. I mean, this is only going to happen once. Uh, and we all tend to feel like a sigh of relief at that moment. Like, this is what's important. Oh, yeah. And I, Carmella, <laughs> knows this. I actually have a list in my office of all
0: of our students who we work with. When I hear from students that they get that first offer, I'm checking them off my list. I'm excited. I say, "We're going to college." <laughs> so, it's a very exciting time, and I think sometimes we are so wrapped up in the anxiety and just what's happening and, you know, all of the moving parts with this process that I think sometimes families forget to take that moment to celebrate and really Think about, you know, all of the hard work that's brought you up until this point. And so um, on that note, I also think keeping an open mind through the process is huge. Even if you get an offer, you know, you get your acceptance from your number one school and you think the offer is pretty decent and you're happy and you just want to commit to the school because you love the school, we still say you should wait. Um, you never know what you're going to see from a better school. And sometimes, like Carmela said, students' reasonings for why they're so fixated on a particular school aren't always what I think in hindsight they realize is the most important aspect of why we're going to college. We've had cases where students told me, well, I just love the food at this one school. <laughs> and like truly, this just had, like my grandma, <laughs> This has happened where the student said, but I just love the food here. And he had offers from schools that had better engineering programs that had better reputations, where I think, you know, academically, he would have thrived a lot better at some of these other schools. And the offers were better, so it would have been cheaper to send him to a school that had an even stronger program in what he wanted. But the food just wasn't as good, so (laughs) it took a lot of work and a lot of convincing from us and the students' parents to get him to even consider his other options. And so keeping an open mind at this stage in the process is critical, as difficult as I know it can be. having fun so far? Make sure to check out our online coaching community on Facebook for full 24-7 access. Looking for one-on-one help? Check out our website and find out more about our monthly membership options. See which program is right for you.
1: Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned till the end of the episode for your free downloadable gift. Now, I'm gonna run through like a scenario, Erin, and I just like your opinion. So say you applied to 10 schools, um, you magically, right, got accepted to all 10. Uh, but between your number one, two, and three choice, your number three choice actually had the best financial aid package. It was only gonna cost you, say, $6,000 a year to go to the school, which is insane. Your number one option, it would cost $12,000 a year, um, number two, somewhere in the middle. Uh, how would you go about making that decision? Say they weren't willing to negotiate at all. Between your top three, what would you do?
0: Honestly, these are conversations we have with families all the time. And it really is dependent on so many factors so academically that's you know that's definitely one of the starting points we'll take a look at you know where the students are in terms of rankings for a particular program we'll actually sometimes go to the department websites and pull up exactly what classes you'd be taking at one school versus the next sometimes we're looking at graduation rates so we're looking at the percentage of students who graduate within four years and sometimes you'd be surprised there's a huge difference between the schools even if other factors seem similar and then of course the family's financial situation also plays a huge role
1: now I I don't want everyone in the audience to think that we're sitting here saying get all of your offers and then choose the cheapest choice mm-hmm. right so that's not what we're saying here we're saying put thought into it and consider like Aaron said before just try very very hard to have an open mind you just want to make the decision that's best for your family but once again we do want to reiterate that we think the best tactic is once you receive your acceptance letters we know you're sitting there and you're asking yourself now what, right? Just like our title says. I think if you're going to take anything away from this, the topic that you need to realize is now what you need to do is do nothing Um, and don't (laughs) stress out about it, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, And
0: sometimes even what happens, like I had mentioned before um, that one school came back with an additional scholarship letter at the end of April, and that does happen. So I think sometimes families don't realize that these financial aid packages or you know, all of the mail that you're getting from the schools you've been accepted at it can come piece by piece so sometimes what happens is you get that acceptance letter that initial acceptance and maybe that's followed a week later by a scholarship letter and then two weeks later you find out you're getting another scholarship from the school and then maybe a month or two after that that's when you get your full financial aid offer letter with the the complete breakdown of grants student loans work study merit scholarships everything Um, and so sometimes I think families don't realize that there's more to come and so they're taking that very first scholarship letter as the final cost like this is all we're getting from the school and this is what it's going to cost so we're always telling families to be patient there might be more coming even sometimes like I said after you get that what looks like the final offer there can even be more to come depending on what's happening with other students.
1: So do you think that if I was sitting down with all 10 of my schools and ranking them. Um, Do you think that maybe making a a list of pros and cons for each school would be very helpful?
0: Oh yeah, of course. I think um, definitely ranking what your top priorities are for some students, depending on the career path you're looking at, location could be important in terms of finding a job after you graduate. Um, That could be very important for some students. I had mentioned some students are looking for very specific academic offerings, so that can be huge. Um, Even Closeness to home, these are all factors that the entire family wants to consider together. Um, This work starts early and this conversation starts early. I think sometimes you run into trouble when um, people really aren't being open about what's important to them. We've had cases where parents said, oh, I'm totally fine with my student going out of state. And then once the offers come in, you know, the the mom is saying, well, actually, I think we should only consider the schools within a one-hour radius of home, and it can just be very different. I think when reality sets in, sometimes people realize that certain things are, are more important to them than they had thought. And so I think it's definitely important to have that balance and to really think big picture. So I think when we do all of the work we do with students early on, you know, our ultimate goal with this process is helping them be successful in a career path that they're going to find fulfilling and help them, you know, ultimately become happy, fulfilled, successful adults. And so I think if we keep that end goal in mind, it helps bring everything else into focus. Taking that measured approach is really important.
1: And trust me, we are both here to um, provide empathy I would say with the mothers out there listening because it is a really hard thing to let these um, these children fly from the nest. I mean, we both have children here and, and sometimes we just find Ourselves uh, sitting back and saying, like, you know, for instance, with Erin, like, Elizabeth is so young. She's a year old now, like, but I love her so much. <laughs> She's always saying, like, how am I ever going to let her go? So we understand, right? Um, mine is about to be eight. So it's every day I feel like, oh, it's going to end when he leaves <laughs> me. But it's okay. Um, we understand. We can put ourselves in your shoes. But I just think that the best piece of advice is never try and be too pushy with your student. I mean, let them make their decision for something like the foods a lot better there, you know, maybe like point out that that's kind of like what you consider to be not a good reason. And you'll send cookies and treats on a monthly basis. <laughs> you promise, just like have some sense. Um, but I think that's where, where we lie is, you know, let the student make their own decision, but being a parental um, figure, just try and steer them in the right direction. Yeah. If you take anything away from this podcast, when you find yourself in this situation, I'm sitting here with all of my acceptance letters, Now what? You need to realize that now what is time to relax. Don't forget to celebrate every single acceptance letter that you get. That's a great thing to do is just take the time to rejoice in those acceptance letters. Um, But really the best advice is do nothing until you arrive at maybe March, April's even better. Um, If you can, start negotiating with the colleges. They will want to see those other acceptance letters. So please do not fabricate anything that's not going to work. Um, but really just heed our advice as I'd say what we're asking for and just kind of hold out. We, we do know it's tough.
0: Yeah, and if you're really struggling and you're just looking for something to do, you can always continue reading about the schools and talking to people. Many schools will offer, um, if not a place online for you to connect with other students who have been accepted, but they'll often try to connect you with current students or maybe a professor that you can reach out to. So you can continue thinking and continue doing your research and really considering the pros and cons of every school. So if you're really looking for something to do, it never hurts to keep digging and keep thinking and and keep talking to people about your options, Um, but we're not looking to rush anything and jump into any decisions too soon.
1: Yes, and that is the teacher in Erin, whereas I would say, you know, do nothing. She's <laughs> saying do something else. Um, but we just want to thank you guys. This is our third podcast. We're so happy to be developing an audience out there. Um, please, please, please do not forget to log on to our website. Uh, as Erin always tells you, it is is backslash podcast. Uh, again, that S P H E. R-E- CPS and that stands for College, College Planning, Planning Services, Services. <laughs> so go ahead check that out um, get your free guide as always please don't forget to join our Facebook group it's an interactive group where you are able to actually go on ask us specific questions and just learn more about the preparation uh, process in general.
0: So when you're on Facebook you should be searching for NSphere College Coaching Community that's where you'll find us. Please also make sure to check out our monthly membership programs for one-on-one help with Carmella and myself, access to our online SAT, ACT programs, and much, much more. Please also leave your comments. We love hearing your feedback. Any thoughts, questions, any criticisms, any ideas you're having, we love to hear from you. And then last reminder, please remind your friends. Make sure they tune in. Um, You can subscribe on iTunes now so you can download our episodes directly to your phone, um, which we think is super exciting. And don't forget to tune in to our next episode, I'm Worried About My Extracurriculars. Now what? Thanks so much for watching. Have a great day. Collard prep. Yes. Collars prep. Yes.